Star Wars 7x7 episode 1187. Well, I'm a little embarrassed to say that I had to stumble across this one, but it was rather serendipitous that I did. It's all of the new Forces of Destiny shorts, and we find out something that even happens in the Force Awakens era. Punch it, Chewie. This is Todd Vander Hayden. I'm a national Canadian television anchor with CTV News and a syndicated radio host. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And here I was, minding my own business. I'm in a hotel room in Los Angeles, and the football game had just ended. I was flipping through the channels, and lo and behold, I stumbled across Star Wars Forces of Destiny debuting on the Disney Channel, or Disney XD, I should say. And it's cute, you know? It's kind of fun in its way. I don't know. I appreciate checking out these things. It's definitely not intended for me as an audience person, but, <laughs> you know, that's okay. They had little wraparound things featuring Maz Kanata, so that was kind of cute when she's she's out camping, actually, and making tea uh, by a fire and can't get the <laughs> temperature right of the darn thing. So that was, again... Something that's not meant to appeal to me, but it was cute enough all the same. And they managed to include eight episodes, micro-episodes, of the Forces of Destiny series in this one half-hour block on Disney XD. Four of them were older episodes, ones that we'd seen previously, including Sands of Jakku, where Rey and BB-8 try to make it back to her Imperial Walker home before a Night Watcher worm gobbles up BB-8. Then Ewok Escape, where... Leia and Wicket are heading back to the Ewok village, but have to subdue a couple of stormtroopers along the way. And there's The Stranger, where Jen Erso helps a little girl who's being accosted by stormtroopers for having a cat. And then Bounty of Trouble, where Leia has a data tape with a bunch of Imperial bases listed on it, and Sabine Wren has to pretend to be kidnapping her in order for Leia to actually hand the tape over to the Rebels. Which gets even more complicated when IG-88 himself shows up, so now there's a real bounty hunter after Leia. So those were the four old ones. The four new ones they debuted were called the Starfighter Stunt, Tracker Trouble, Teach You I Will, and Newest Recruit. Not all of them are online yet, but they will be, I'm sure, in short order. But I'm going to tell you about them all the same. So the Starfighter Stunt involves Padme and Ahsoka. Ahsoka's trying to give Padme some Starfighter training. They're in the cool Naboo Starfighters, and Padme has her own all chromed out, <laughs> you know, like all of her other Starfighters. But some random droid hiding in an asteroid comes by and tries to shoot them down. Ahsoka has to take, it looks like an ion pulse hit from this thing, so she's knocked out of commission, and Padme has to duck into the tail of a comet in order to avoid the attack from the droid and then sneak up on it and shoot it down herself. So, eh, cleverly done. Then there's newest recruit where Sabine is on a food run for the Rebels crew, and she's got Ketsu Anyo with her. Now, Ketsu is a Mandalorian bounty hunter who had been allied with the Black Sun Crime Syndicate, and she's basically being recruited into the Alliance. She's not quite sure that she wants to do it, that she's totally committed. But as they are trying to get this food away from the Imperials, who of course show up and turn everything into a big firefight, there's also a little Chadra fanboy that gets caught up 
in the melee. And Chatterfan is a newly described character in Star Wars canon. The young version that we see here in Forces of Destiny sort of looks like a koala bear with a pig's nose. And we have already encountered Chatterfans once in the new canon. There was a character in the Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad novel who was part of the Dreamers, the splinter group off of Sargeras Partisans, who was a Chatter fan and who was well liked not just by the rebellious folks, but also by the Inferno Squad people too, who kind of had their own conflicts to deal with because it was like, wow, you know, this is a, a nice creature and seems to be wanting to do well in the world and maybe his family could have been rescued prior to something bad happening with the Empire and he could have been recruited instead of falling prey to the Dreamers propaganda, you know, that sort of thing. But now we've gotten a look at a Chatter fan, which is basically what the big deal was. Teach You I Will was the third of the four, not necessarily in this order, but the third of the four new Forces of Destiny shorts that came out. And it involves the lightsaber training of Ahsoka Tano, and it appears that this is one of the first times that she was actually training with two lightsaber blades, which is, of course, her signature thing now. And this is where the animation, unfortunately, you know, it leaves a little something to be desired. Again, it's not for me. I'm not the target audience for it, you know. I want to see more because it actually looked cool because Yoda basically shows up and says, I want to see how Ahsoka's doing, and she's only going to fight him with one blade, but he says, hey, you have two blades, and so... She lights them both up, and they have a bit of a lightsaber duel, which Yoda handily wins. And, yeah, because it is the animation that it is, it's not as exciting as it could have been. But, again, I'm not the target audience on it. A much younger and less sophisticated audience is targeted for this, so don't mind me. But in the midst of the battle, after Yoda bests her the first time, he basically tells her, look, you're not fighting like yourself you have to be yourself in order to be the most effective fighter. And that's when she lights up her second lightsaber and holds it in that weird way that has them both pointed away from each other. And that ends up working really well and ends in a really awesome move where Ahsoka's actually down on one knee and Yoda's about to like fly and jump on her back and strike her down. And she manages to thrust both blades up across her back to block Yoda's lightsaber strike and I don't know it was a really cool shot and that's another reason why I wished the animation you know was able to do more you know that they had a bigger budget to do something more spectacular with it and yes there is one I did say at the outset that takes place in the Force Awakens era in that timeline and I will share that one with you after the break stay tuned Hey Rebel Rouser, The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com TFA to get right there. And inside you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com. 7.com slash TFA. Welcome back. All right. So Tracker Trouble is the one that takes place during The Force Awakens itself. It happens while Rey, Han, Chewie, and Finn and BB-8 are on their way to Takadana. They're flying through hyperspace until they're not. They have a hyperdrive malfunction and drop out 
of hyperspace. It's not clear as to whether this is before or after the issue they had while flying in hyperspace in the movie where Ray had to bypass the compressor by ripping it out of the whole system or anything like that. But be that as it may, once they drop out of hyperspace, it becomes a bit of a problem. They have to make sure that there's no tracking device on the ship. They didn't find one the first time, but they basically have to double check and make sure. Chewie has an idea about where they should look, which Ray you know, gives him a great compliment and says, yeah, that's a great idea. They go look, but unfortunately, the tracking device that is in there that they found is also armed with a detonator as well. That Unkar Plut sneaky to the last. So they manage to get the device out from the Millennium Falcon, throw it out the airlock just before it blows up, and of course, just in time for the Falcon to get its hyperdrive act back together and get blasting back on its way to Takadana. And so there you have it, the new micro-episodes from Star Wars Forces of Destiny, and we're going to get some more, it seems, on October 29th. So until then... I'm going to wrap it up for this podcast and say thank you so much, as always, for listening. And hey, may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you go into hiding in the desert, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not a crazy old hermit, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.